<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the very last episode of Tawa Let's for year 2020. And what a year it has been. Honestly, wow. When I started this podcast in January, I did not think that it would be the way it is now, which is both a good and bad thing. And I'm sure if you listened to every episode, you kind of felt the shift in tone from the January, February, March interviews to later on. So I'm going to be doing a recap of Tawalets from episode one to episode 31. There are a total of 32 episodes, including this one for year 2020. And it's funny because in the first few months, you could tell that I wasn't releasing episodes as frequently. It was supposed to come out every week. But I, in the beginning of the year, was editing the podcast because I am OC like that. So you kind of saw the shift also in the edits were way more primitive in the early episodes because that was me. And then later on, maybe in March, April, suddenly, oh, wow, this sounds a lot better. The audio is cleaner. The mic is better. Okay, so I forgot what episode that was. Let me check. What episode did this start? Okay, episode four. Episode four with Red Oliero was the beginning of the quarantine. And you can tell because I recorded myself inside my closet using my phone. And we mentioned it a few times in the episode. Red was the first person I interviewed during the pandemic. And I wanted it to be a special episode thinking that all of this would end in a few weeks or in a few months. So I actually say in the podcast, this is a special lockdown episode, not knowing that every single episode after that episode would be a quote unquote special episode because the whole year was a lockdown year. And although ugh, I try to see the silver lining and everything, and there is a silver lining apparently because Zoom interviews are so much easier to book because there are people who are, you know, ayon ng traffic, like Vic Anastasia, shout out to him. And there are people that are just easier to contact via social media and are willing, who are willing to do interviews, not meeting face to face. So I guess that was the silver lining. A few podcasts came out during the pandemic. This isn't my only podcast. I'm also on a podcast called Dead Air, and that was built because of the pandemic also. So people are, you know, people just wanted to talk to other people, meet other people. And I guess podcasts were the way to do that. So I want to talk about the episodes that I've done from episode one to episode 31. And I hope you enjoy this little tidbits from each guest. And uh, yeah, so this is the recap episode of Tawalets for 2020. Episode number one, Female Voices in Philippine Improv with Monica Cordero Cruz. This was the very first episode because I wanted the first episode to be with someone that 
I really get along with, someone who's my friend. Because honestly, the first episode is always really important. So I felt like the rapport had to be there. It had to be someone that I knew would be fun to talk to. And the type of person that, even if it's a pilot episode, it's not going to be a bad episode because you know, you know the conversations are going to be great. And you know what? I was right. I was right to have Monica as the very first episode. And I was surprised because a lot of people in the improv community immediately listened to it the moment it aired. If you noticed in the first episode, it, although it was a conversation between friends, it was still very, it was still very geared towards a interview type podcast, which I would say it still is until now. But the tone really shifted later on when the pandemic started, and it I think got a little more personal. But in the first few episodes, you see that I'm really trying to show you guys what the comedy world is like in the non-showbiz context. So, you know, to expose more of the comedians that we have that aren't really being put on TV or aren't really famous or what, what's the scene like? That's kind of what we wanted to show you, what we wanted to build. What is the comedy scene like in the Philippines? Bringing us to episode two, stand up and sketch comedy with Aldo Cuervo. Now, Aldo and I worked together in... Solid OK and Spitz collaborative show. And it was so much fun. We spent like so much time together. He even came to my house. And then he opened for Jokoy that week. And I was just like, all right, I got to get Aldo on the show. And before we started recording, it was fine. Like we were talking, you know, like the friends that we are. But the moment the microphone lit up and you knew that we were recording... For some reason, Aldo just froze up. Aldo, why? Even he admits it, though. Even he admits it. So it's okay that I'm talking about it, I think. But I think the interview didn't go badly. It's just, I could tell that you were a little uncomfortable, Aldo. That's okay. Now people don't think we're friends. Bayan. It's cool, though. We learned a lot. We learned a lot. And, uh, I got to know a little bit more about his influences in comedy, which is something that we never really talked about before. So moving on, I wanted to finish all the members of Solid OK, to be honest, before going into Spit. Because I felt like if I go with every member in Spit, that's just biased. The listeners are just going to be like, oh, she just wanted to make a podcast about her group. It's not true. It was really a world-building thing. So let's go to... Episode number three, which is musical comedy with Sari and Chi Estrada. And this, I remember, was so much fun because these two girls are so energetic and they finish each other's sentences. It's a show just watching these two sisters talk to one another. Just that is entertaining in itself. And I think if you listen to that episode, you're going to hear how much fun I had interviewing the both of them because... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how close they are and just the things that they put out, their content is just so hilarious. And you can tell that they have a lot of passion for this. So I'm really rooting for them to make something, make something and, you know, have everybody hear it because it's just so much fun. It was so much fun interviewing them. And then now we're on episode four with Red Oliero. Now, Red... Red was someone that I've known of 
for years because I used to watch stand-up comedy in Spicy Fingers in Greenbelt. And he was always one of the comedians there. And everybody knew who he was. Oh, Red's going to go on stage. And I'd hear his name over the years. People would talk about his stand-up comedy being really, really funny. And I'd see him at gigs. And I knew who he was. And apparently he knew who I was as well. It's just that we never, ever got the chance to talk. So it was nice. It was nice getting to know Red over the pandemic. Because right before that, I saw him in Solid OK's Blagag. And it solidified, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really, really funny. And he's really good at what he does. So I just contacted him over Facebook, a cold text and he agreed and I'm so happy that he did because that interview was so much fun from inside my closet talking into my phone and it's funny because I have a friend who said that it was actually easier to clean the audio when it was on my phone than the microphone that I'm using now because you can hear C5 and if I bring this microphone into my closet it does not sound nice. I tried. I tried. I tried going inside my closet with this microphone. And I don't know. It just sounds so weird. So it sounds better out here. But then at the same time, out here, my window is there, which is right next to C5. If you hear car sounds during the interviews, the windows are closed. Okay? They are closed. They are barred up. But C5 is just that loud. Although in the early parts of the pandemic, wala masyadong kotse. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that bad. But when things started kind of getting back to normal, so did the, the beeping sa mga kotse dyan sa labas, tas yung mga sumisigaw, yung mga jeep. It all came back as well. So yeah, if you hear car sounds, it's because I'm next to C5. But I am moving at the start of 2021. So that shouldn't be a problem anymore. So yeah. After Red, I decided to put out the episode with Raf Kamos. And this was recorded pre-pandemic. The episode with Red, I released as a special episode because the lockdown had just been announced. And I felt like I should talk to someone who is going through something right now with the pandemic. And yeah, Red was the first person I thought of that would be perfect. And here is where you see the tone kind of shift. Because if you listen to Red's episode and then Camus's episode, Raf's is really still more interview type. And we still sound happy because the lockdown had not been officially announced yet. So we were still recording in the studio. But... Yeah, the tone really shifted and it got a little more personal, I feel, with Red's interview. And I really liked the direction that we were going with that episode. So I decided to kind of continue that. And then after Camus's episode where we talk about wrestling, first of all, I love PWR. I've seen it twice live. I know that's not a lot, but it's one of those things that you just can't watch alone. And it's kind of hard to invite people to go to to a wrestling show. You know what I mean? Like, gusto ko talaga. I wanted to bring as many people as possible, pero ang daming nagbaback out last minute. And, I don't know. It's more fun to watch with people than watch it alone. So you're yelling by yourself. Diba? Parang, mas masaya kung may mga tao, may mga friends. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun to know the background of what goes on at PWR. That there's actually comedy involved, a lot of writing. 
I actually wanted to be a wrestler briefly. So Camus asked me years ago, are you interested in becoming a wrestler? But I was already in my 30s. So I felt like, alam mo, that sounds a little irresponsible at the age of 30. 20s, papatulan ko pa yan, I feel. Because I'm not unfit. I'm not, un- I'm not super fit. I'm not unfit. I would have done it. But I don't know, in my 30s, parang to start wrestling, mali yan. So I politely declined and instead asked him to be a guest on the show. So the episode after that is uh, Ryan Puno, being solid with Ryan Puno, who is the founder of Solid OK. And I took classes under Ryan, sketch writing classes, and I really, really enjoyed it. He's actually a really good and patient teacher, which is why I enjoyed the class. And hindi siya nang okay ng script. Hindi talaga. It's all constructive criticism. So I still maintain, if they have classes, you guys should be taking that because... It's so much fun. It's really so much fun to hear your ideas being read out loud by someone else. And it felt like a very safe space because of the way that Solid OK made it feel. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And talking to Ryan, again, this was an episode that was recorded pre-pandemic. So parang masaya kami dito. Like, oh, it's such a fun interview. Oh, what's Philippine comedy like? So this, the tone is still very, what's the comedy scene like? And I think we were able to sort of maintain that throughout the other episodes. It's just that you can tell that people weren't really going through super hard times just yet. Well, I don't know. I was speaking on behalf of myself. I don't know about the guests, but they were able to hold it together pretty well. Episode after that is, oh, Pepe Herrera. Getting Real with Pepe Herrera is the title of this. And Pepe was actually a student, not a participant of one of the workshops I gave at Peta Theater. And he was very good. I was already instantly impressed. And I had seen him on stage and he was so amazing. And he's so kind. Because for someone who has achieved the level of success that he has, he still treated me the same way. And I know that's basic human decency, but not a lot of people have that. Pepe is real. He is grounded and down to earth. And you can tell from the way he talks in the interview that that's just really him. So I really, I really was happy that, first of all, he agreed and he had the time to do it. And second of all, he was very, very open and very vulnerable in the interview. He talks a lot about what he had to go through when he skyrocketed in showbiz. And you get to see a side of him that I don't think a lot of people see. He At the time, his uh, wife was pregnant and he was talking about how excited he was about having a baby. So it was such a refreshing interview. And also, we got to know what he's been doing during the quarantine. And he talks about learning a lot of things. It was a very interesting interview. And I really think that you should listen to it. Well, you should listen to everything. But yes, Pepe's episode. It was, And it's nice and short, too. We made it really short because... I don't know. I don't know why we made it short, but it was pretty short. Next episode is Improvisers Standing Up. Oh my goodness. Okay. So obviously, I was still editing up to here. I was still editing this. When did I stop editing? Uh, We'll find out later. But this was an episode that I still had to edit. And I forgot 
that it would be hard to edit a file with more than four tracks. Now, this was way more than four tracks. It was me, Judd, Ae, Danny, Chino. I think it was around six, seven tracks that I had to splice together. And nobody did a clap sync because I didn't know what a clap sync was before. A clap sync, by the way, is when all of you before the interview clap at the same time so that you know where everyone's recording starts. So you can just put it together into one file. But no, I didn't know how to do that. So I just kind of took parts of my questions and took parts of their answers and put it together. Oh my gosh, it took me... How long did it take me to do that? Wow. I feel like weeks. Because it was one of those things that I need to my computer. And I'm looking at all the tracks together. All the tracks that I had to listen to. All the tracks I had to cut all the questions I asked and which answers went where. And man, that stressed me out. It stressed me out. The interview was amazing, though. You you really see the difference between improv comedy and stand-up comedy, the disciplines behind both. Because these are people who have tried both improv and stand-up. And they were still encouraging me to try stand-up. But I mean, we can't do that anymore. Well, we can't. But it's different. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to try stand-up. But it was really nice having conversations with friends. So that was a lot of fun. Just because I knew everybody. And it was fun. It was a fun conversation. So after that, of course, conversations with Zaris. This one, uh, I don't know. It's just that we, we talk all the time. So it is really just listening to two friends rant about absolutely nothing. I'm not even sure if we drank. It's possible that we drank. I don't remember. But yeah, we just went everywhere with a conversation. And you just kind of see the dynamic between me and Z because, you know, we're together a lot and we're in a band together. That's really just how we talk. So if you want to hear that, listen to that. Conversations with Zaris Mendioro. Next, I talked to my friend who is a Phil M from Chicago. It's TJ Medel. And... He talks about the Phil M identity, which Sakto, I think I texted him for this because the Philippine X issue came out where people were pissed that language was being imposed and stuff like that. So it's a very interesting and slightly controversial episode. But I think we came to the agreement that it's just let people do what they want to do. Just don't have them impose it on me basically. But you also see that um, TJ and I are friends and TJ is actually pretty madaldal. So a lot came out of this episode. A lot. I think I remember having to edit a lot just to make it fit under an hour. (laughs) But it was fun. It was fun. I don't think I've had an unfun conversation during this quarantine, which I love. So next we have Towing the Line with Tim Tayag. Tim's been a friend for a while, for a really long time. And since I started with Spit, Tim Tayag Nayan. So he's one of those staple comedians that everybody has heard about at least once because he was the first one to start like the observational stand-up comedy here that wasn't in clowns or or laugh line and stuff like that. So it was nice. First of all, it was nice that I was able to talk to Tim after so many years. 
it was a, it's like a reconnecting and you're gonna hear that you're gonna hear us talking about memories from when we knew each other years ago but i think yeah this this podcast also gave me a chance to reconnect with people that i haven't talked to before so you're gonna hear that in the tim tayag episode okay next we have jaco de leon being content with jaco de leon now jaco was a blockmate of mine in college and I don't think we talked a lot before because when I interviewed him for this podcast, I was like, oh, this is what Jacko's like. I just kind of saw him, uh, remembered him from Candy Mag, remembered him from Bogart the Explorer because I actually interviewed Bogart for a show I did years ago under Radio Republic. And that's when I got to see Jacko again after college because I never got to see him again. And we never really talked. So again, this was a nice episode where I got to know him a little bit more and respect him so much for everything that he's been doing. So Jacko is a hustler. He has done so many different jobs and he has so much information on marketing and content creation. And I was actually really inspired after listening to him talk because I learned a lot. I learned a lot about content creation. And if you want any tips on how to do it properly, you can listen to that episode because he has a lot of advice for people who want to start creating online content. It's great. And then next, oh, this one, I felt so lucky to be able to conduct this interview. This is Starstruck with McCoy Dubs. And I remember reaching out to McCoy when, when was this? He wasn't as big as he was just yet. I reached out to him on his Instagram. He put his email and I was just like, all right, hi, I have a, I have a little podcast and I want to interview you, Sana, if you're free, blah, blah, blah. And immediately he said yes, immediately. And I, he already had a bunch of followers, but not at the level that he is now. And then when he agreed, we agreed on a date and it was like two weeks after I emailed him. So we agreed on that and I was so happy. And then a week after I sent him an email, suddenly he blows up like crazy. So by the time I'm able to interview him, he's already this big viral star, McCoy Dubs, much bigger than he was when I emailed him in the first place. So I felt so lucky. Like I hit the jackpot here. I hit him right at the time that he blew up. So he was suddenly getting all these other sponsorships and interviews and things like that. Now he's doing stuff with Sharon Conetta. I mean, wow. I was able to interview him before he got to all of that. And he was so nice and just kind. And he even agreed to do an improv show with us. So generous. And honestly, I still believe that he deserves absolutely everything that he has now and more because he's kind and he's not self-centered and he's not narcissistic. I don't think this showbiz thing is going to get to his head. I think he's going to remain the kind and generous person that I interviewed in the first place. So if you want to hear a little bit more about Makoy Dubs, check out that episode, Starstruck with Makoy Dubs. Next episode, we have live and online with Mike Unson. Now, Mike is also another guy that I've known for years. And Mike Unson nasha when I started doing improv. And um, he and Tim were actually like on the same batch, the same batch of comedians that I got to know from before. And 
Mike naman, although we don't talk all the time, I think it's been consistent that I invite him to shows and he invites me to shows and the contact never really died. So it was easy for me to muster the courage to be able to interview him. And it was fun. Again, another reconnecting. It was another reconnecting. And you can see how he's evolved from his comedy before and his comedy now. And even the way that he thinks, I feel, has changed over the past couple of years as he got older. And voila, it's just nice because he's been doing stand-up on Kumu and Kumu is relatively new to people this year. So it was nice to hear about what's going on in the online streaming world. All right, next we have Singling Out Andre Paras. Why is that title? Because Andre always jokes about being single. Always. If you look at his Instagram, which by the way, changes every like two days. He changes the entire feed every two days. May with his Instagram and we talk about that a little bit. I got to know Andre because he saw Spit. He saw a show and afterwards, when I went drinking in Poblacion, he happened to be in the same bar. So he was telling me how he enjoyed the show and um, how he loves doing comedy and how he loves The Office. So I figured it would be so much fun to have him on the podcast talk about what he likes, about his humor, about... Um, the type of content that he creates and the type of shows that he watched. And honestly, I did it for the chicks. Them chicks looking at Andre, I did this for you. So if you are a chick and you find Andre hot, listen to this episode. You get to know a little bit more. There's more to him than the basketball and the artistaness. There's, you know, there's more. There's more. So listen to that episode. After having talked to Andre and McCoy and Mike, you know, people that I haven't talked to in a long time, I was just like, you know, I need to talk to people who are more familiar to me. So I invited the Otto Chongs, Papu De Leon, and David Tamayo, who are improvisers from Third World Improv that I had gotten close to in the past year. And that interview, that one talaga, parang friendship that's all it was we didn't even talk about comedy i think we just started talking and then it went everywhere it went to being single it went to dating apps it went to the pandemic how we're feeling and a lot of people who know the three of us who listened to that episode felt like they were there and i like that i appreciated that they just felt like you know they're listening to their friends talk and they're there as well so if you want to hear a bunch of friends just having fun. And these guys are actually super funny. Papu is from O Flamingo. So if you've heard of the band, they're amazing. You get to see a side of him that you probably don't see because he's always behind the guitar. And Tams, well, Tams worked or works at ABS-CBN and he's just super funny. After that, we get to talk to a director that I had met in a different interview, like I said earlier, I have another podcast about horror. And Miko Livello, Finding Direction with Miko Livello is the title of this episode. Miko was so funny in the interview about horror that I was just like, parang mismatch, parang dapat nasa kabilang podcast ka. So I invited him to talk on the podcast. And it was so fun because I got to speak with him two weeks in a row. And you kind of get to know the insider information on what a director has to go through. A first-time director 
what the director goes through when they're given a budget. <laughs> it's very real. You don't hear him say like, oh, I allotted budget for, you know, feeding the cast. and who. No, he goes straight to saying, I wanted to go to Japan. So I used the budget for that. Very real stuff. And until now, actually, Miko and I still talk because that was a really fun interview to conduct. So I was like, I want to friend this guy. I want to befriend him. He's so funny. So we still talk until now. And the next episode, we have Vic Anastasio, who everyone knows. Everybody knows Vic. Everyone knows. And it's another reconnecting. You see, that's the title of this episode, by the way. Reconnecting with Vic Anastasio. Because Vic and I started out in finance at the same time. And he really wanted to be a comedian. Dati pa, when we were talking way before. And look where he is now. He's doing a movie right now, actually. If you follow him on Instagram, you get to see that he's part of a love team. Ooh, he has gone far. And after this, actually, he interviewed me in his podcast. And, well, you can listen to that and just see what happens there. Next, Batchmates with Joel Ferrer. Okay, Joel, I had never met before. He's Miko's best friend. And Miko was just like, you should talk to him. And you know what? I don't regret it at all. Because according to the stats, Joel's episode is the episode that was the most downloaded. Out of everybody's episode, Joel's was the one that was most downloaded. Which is so funny. And it's such a fun episode. I just met him for the first time. But for some reason, the conversation was just... So funny. Tuloy-tuloy lang siya. There was a lot. I, I can't even put it to words. It was just, it was funny. That's what I remember from it. I had so much fun. And I think we stayed on the call even after the interview for another hour. Just to chit-chat, chismes. So that was, I made a new friend. I made a new friend in Joel Ferrer. So listen to that episode. The most downloaded episode of all of Tawalets. All right, so next episode is part two with Alexa Tabafunda. <sighs> part two because we actually did an episode and didn't record. <laughs> we talked for 45 minutes and I only recorded my part and didn't get his part. So we just did it again. That was so funny. I was just like, you know what, Alexa, it's okay. We had fun talking, right, for the 45 minutes. Let's just do it again. Yeah. And it was fun. So next, learning from Noel Martinez. Noel is actually the daughter of my friend Mika. And I met her as a baby. And now she's a content creator in YouTube. And it's just funny. Her mom, Mika, texts me all the time talking about how, you know, Noel's so funny today. You know what she said? And watch this episode of Noel's vlog. It's so funny. So I did. And it's actually really entertaining to see what teenagers are putting out right now. And honestly, talking to her made me realize that I am old. We are so different. Me and that generation. There's so many interests in the new generation that I never thought would catch on. For example, vlogging. In my time, if you were in college and you vlogged, you were KSPAF. But now, you are authentic. See, isn't it so... Interesting. I think you should listen to that episode just to know what the youth are doing now also so you don't seem too boomery for them. Next, we have, oh, visual storytelling with AJ Bakar or Skate. So this one was 
a suggestion by my 14-year-old cousin. My 14-year-old cousin was like, look at this comic page. And I was reading through the comics and it was so funny that I decided to message the page and ask him to be on the podcast. And again, he agreed. All these generous people agreeing to be on a podcast. And I was his first podcast. Yes, AJ. And you get to know also a little bit about the animation and the illustrating world. And again, it's a world that I never got to visit. I never got to know. So it was so interesting to hear what they have to go through. And apparently outsourced animation is the way to go because people here don't really pay well for animators. And it's a lot of work, a lot of work. I have so much respect for their industry because I cannot draw to save my life. Next, getting educated with Ariel Dixon. So Ariel is from Spit and he's also a university professor and a theater actor. And when I was studying in college, when I was in college, he was already Ariel Dixon. People knew who he was. And students were fans. Not just students, they were fans. They loved the classes of Ariel. So it was nice talking to him about that how he as an entertainer is able to bring that energy into his classes. But apparently things are very different now from when I was in college and the college students now. So if you want to hear a little bit more about that, again, it's a generational difference. Listen to that episode with Ariel Dixon. Next is chatting with the Tita of Manila, Danny Veluz, who actually appeared in the previous episode, Improvisers Standing Up. This was interesting because I actually didn't know that she was the Titas of Manila Twitter before I met her. And when I met her, I met her as an improviser, as a sketch writer. I still didn't know that was a thing. And then the more I got to know her, the more I was like, oh, oh, that Tita of Manila. Ah. So it's interesting to hear how or what it was like to suddenly become viral out of the blue and be sort of like a Twitter influencer without expecting it. So if you want to hear about that, listen to that episode with Danny Veluz. Dissecting with Chai Funasher. So Chai is actually another girl that I interviewed for the other podcast. And I found her so hilarious. And apparently, I had met her years before at the Manila Improv Festival when she was performing with her Cebu group. So with Chai's, it becomes a little more interviewee just because she was able to dissect humor in such a way for us to understand where it's coming from. So if you want to hear a little bit more about that, about why Filipino humor is the way it is, not just not just her preference, it's a why. You, you get to see the reasons behind why Filipinos bring their humor out in such a way. Please listen to that episode with Chai Fonasher. Shooting the she with Andren Bernardo. Ayan, inubos ko na lahat ng solid okay. And talking with Andren was enlightening because we had worked together, solid okay and spit worked together, and Andren was always the quietest one. Everyone else always had something to say and Andren would be the one just quietly standing there once in a while saying something but you know he was the quietest one so it was nice to be able to hear his opinions and everything that he's been doing and how he's been coping with the pandemic how he feels him as a person it was nice to get to know him as well and in the next episode we have the police oh wow the police 
this was a fun episode also because I've known these guys since I started Spit. Gabe was the one who took me in and Bob has been there from the start watching Spit. So I got to know them a little more over the years. And I wanted to know a little bit more about that era of OPM where a lot of bands were doing comedy music and they were at par or at least performing with people like Razorback and Wolfgang and I was so young back then although I knew them and I'd watch their concerts I wasn't allowed to go to their gigs in bars because I was a child so it was nice to hear a little bit more about the backstage issues and how they came up with their music and what it was like to be on tour with them so if you want to reminisce a little bit more about the 90s listen to that episode being single with Jan Ong well 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 November 20, 2020, it was when it was released. And uh, I had recently become single then as well. So this was a little cathartic, knowing that Jan and I became single during the pandemic. It was a pandemic breakup. Jan, by the way, is a YouTube content creator for skincare who also does improv and sings and dances. I swear, he does everything. And he's so cute. So cute. So it's so entertaining to listen to this conversation because it there's a lot. There's a lot of content in it that's just so interesting. And if you get to see his picture, you're going to want to listen to this. So look for Ong Yel, O-N-G-I-E-L on Instagram and tell me. Tell me you don't want to listen to this episode. You tell me. Next, we have Getting Drunk with Mai or MJ Bakiran. She is a radio DJ on 93.1 and she was one of my very first students in improv. So we had gotten close in the past five years. And this is the first episode where we're drinking because I usually conduct the interviews during the day, but she was only free at night and I saw it as a an opportunity for us to drink together. And that was so much fun. You get to see the tone of the episode starting out sober, but excited to drink and then just getting drunker and drunker later on. And if you look at the timestamp, I think it's the longest episode after the pilot because we were just drunk. We were just talking, 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 talking. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Next, we have Spilling Some Tea with Lunar Hedgehog. Lunar Hedgehog is Kobe Chong, who's another improviser and musician. And a lot of the music things that I know now, music things, see, I don't really know a lot, but the music things that I know now, Kobe knows about because that was his course in college. And the stuff that he releases is really good. And I'd like you guys to hear it not only on this podcast, but also on Spotify. So if you find Lunar Hedgehog on Spotify, listen to his music and then listen to the interview. And the last interview for 2020 was Tarantadong Kalbo, who was another recommendation to me. I had seen his comics before, but not really followed the page. But a bunch of people requested for him. It wasn't just one. It was a bunch of people like, Aaron, this guy should be this guy should be on your podcast because look at his stuff. It's political. It's funny. It's edgy. And apparently, people who do comics don't want to be called edgy. They don't... Parang edgy humor. I've heard a bunch of people in the interviews, if you listen to the interviews, they don't want to be referred to as edgy because parang feeling daw. But no, it's pretty edgy, I would say. And listening to Kevin talk about 
how he had received death threats because of his comics is so fascinating. And he talks about having to engage with trolls when he puts out any controversial content. And this is something that's consistent even with McCoy Dubs or any of the other comedians that I was able to interview that do get a little political because that's the world we're living in now. Imagine, guys, we got through 2020 and it's been such a shitty year for everyone. I mean, sure, there are people who are happy. Yay, you're having babies, you're getting engaged, you're getting married. But all in all... 2020 has been a garbage year. It started with Ta'al blowing up and, you know, COVID and not just that. Storms and Black Lives Matter and Hong Kong. It's just been such a year of turmoil and, and suffering for so many people that it's kind of hard to see a silver lining. But at this point, I think all of us can agree that there's nowhere else to go but up. Already, we're seeing little things that are making people happy. Thank you, K-dramas. Thank you, BTS and Blackpink. For those of you that are Swifties, thank you, Taylor Swift. You know, things are slowly returning back to normal. And I'd like everyone listening to know that if you did have a shitty year, me too. I join you. I join you in grieving for this garbage year. But at the same time, I hope that you guys know that there is still hope and happiness in the world. Comedy will always be there. And it's from these darkest moments, these shitty, shitty moments that the funniest comedy emerges sometimes. So if you feel that your year has been so, so bad, know that you're not alone and that somewhere someone is writing down their horrific experiences and thinking of ways to put it out for you to hear to make you laugh so that you know that everyone is going through some stuff. So thank you so much for being with me this entire year and listening to all these interviews and listening to this episode, listening to what I have to say, I, I'm really grateful for all the listens and all the streams that you have done. I'd also like to thank PNA, um, Podcast Network Asia, because you can tell from the later episodes which ones I did not edit. The good ones, basically. The ones that sound amazing. That's all PNA. Shout out to Val, who's been doing all of this. To Ron for looping us in. Thank you, Globe Studios, for giving me a platform to be able to speak to these people and have listeners hear it. So even if 2020 was shitty, I guess I'm still grateful. And I'd like to invite everyone to think of things that you'd be grateful for, too, before the year ends. Thanks, listeners. I hope you have a great Christmas and an abundant new year. I will see you again next year. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. 
For more info on the shows and the network, visit Podcast Network Asia's social media or visit www.podcastnetwork.asia. Also by Podmetrics. Track your podcast stats across multiple platforms to have a full view of your audience and clout. Sign up and create your account for free at podmetrics.co using our code TAWALETS. Thank you so, so much for joining me on another episode of Tawalets. Really, guys, I appreciate that you are listening to this. It's insane. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs> 